Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only Tim Tebow-related podcast. <laughs> I am Joel Gasson with John Fraser, and yes, we are asking the question this week. As the Jacksonville Jaguars have released quarterback slash tight end slash minor league baseball player slash should-be future handball player Tim Tebow, we're asking should the Riders sign him? No. No. No, they shouldn't. No, not not a chance in hell. Unless the Riders start a handball team, because that man is perfect for handball. Yes, it's a discussion me and a friend have had for a while that he should get into handball and make it a very popular sport in North America, and we would definitely all be in favor of that. Yes, but should he sign with the Riders? No. No, no, we shouldn't. So if you're noticing, we're recording this episode on a different night. It's landed in your podcast app on a different day. As long as you've hit the button correctly. Yes, as long as I actually upload this thing correctly. <laughs> and that's because John, for some reason, has these weird priorities... Um, we were discussing when we were going to uh, produce this episode this week, mm-hmm. and suddenly in the middle of the conversation, John remembered that apparently tomorrow is his anniversary, yes. and for some reason that takes precedent over this very important podcast. So, um... you, you know, it's it's funny, Joel, with the way my life is with now having three children, mm-hmm. we probably still could have recorded uh, at this time at night, as we are a little bit later, as mm-hmm. I was also parenting, getting two of the children to bed. So, um, you know, in my current situation, we still could have. I just I didn't want to run that risk. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because this is not the first time that I've almost podcasted on my wedding anniversary. Uh, <laughs> the last time when I was on the the prior podcast of this one, uh, the one that uh, Tino Sinceri's favorite podcast Back in that day, I remember I was covering a a practice for the Huskies, and I got a text from my wife, my wife, that she was asking, okay, so where are we going for dinner tonight? And I had slated, had been slated to record at like 7 o'clock that night, and I went, oh, crap. So I had to phone up Travis Curra, my old co-host at the time, and basically say, hey, so you're on your own and the recording schedule was a little bit more rigid than what you and I have. So, uh, he managed to find a co-host within 20 minutes. So that, uh, that was good for him. So this time I did not make that same mistake. Uh, and actually it's funny when I brought it up to Lacey, cause I, mm-hmm. I work with her dad at ends Toyota. There yep. we go. There's the drop. Always. Um, yep. I, said to her dad i said hey don do you mind taking the boys for a couple hours tomorrow night i want to go out for supper for lacy's anniversary for my lacy's anniversary not just lacy not just lacy's anniversary no that's 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 right you know (laughs) there's a there's a boyfriend joke in there somewhere so i said uh, he's like yeah 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 it's all good so i text lacy i said well where do you want to go and uh 
yeah, as she said to me, she's like, yeah, the anniversary just kind of snuck up on me. So uh, I probably could have gotten away with it, but uh, yeah, it's a good thing I didn't because I, I, I feel like outside of the time I had a three-hour recording session, that would have been the second angriest my wife would have been in my podcasting career. So that's like, I guess that's fair. I mean, it if, if that's how you feel. I don't know. I, I guess so. Like, I love you. I love you like a brother. <laughs> but Lacey can do things that, I mean, you physically could do. I don't want you to. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, we could both do much worse, I imagine, if we had to. But that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying. Obviously, I'm kidding. Yes, of course, you should spend your anniversary with your wife and not me and our four listeners. <laughs> It's like five. I, two of my buddies in my fantasy football league listen now. Shout out to Damian <laughs> and Travis. And I think Jay listens as well, too. So I got like three guys that listen now, which is really weird for me for saying dumb. Because when I say dumb shit on here and I actually mm-hmm. get a message in the WhatsApp group, I'm like, okay, what did I say again? So um, pull back yeah. the curtain a little bit. I don't think people realize sometimes while we're doing this, we're kind of like football players after the game where you say, when they're like, oh, I don't just have to go back and watch the film. Sometimes I have to go back and re-listen to remember everything I actually said on this thing. <laughs> and I'm going to imagine it's even worse for John because he's even, like, more out there than I am, so. It's it's true. And usually drunker, too. Don't, mm. don't forget about that. But mm. in preparation for my anniversary tomorrow, Joel, even though, yes. you know, Lacey did just have a baby and I'm not the kind of man that has expectations. I But I do have my lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. So, spoiler alert here, Jacques Cartier, I'm sorry, my balls are trimmed for the occasion because nobody likes the floss, right? So, attention all of our listeners across the galaxy or world, all the way from come by chance to dildo. <laughs> do we have a pubes problem? Joel, space music? We don't do that around here. Okay. If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide, including me, who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code fan sided 20 I, I i normally this is where i talk about the products but i think saying that nobody likes flossing is more than enough uh so get 20 percent off with free shipping with the code fan sided 20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code fan sided 20 at manscaped.com for a clean infinity and beyond my kids aren't wearing the toy story jammies tonight but your space balls will thank you is there like a rule now that they can't wear those pajamas on podcast night? I think so. <laughs> no, at least, until, at, least until... Until, until the, at least until the notes change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the notes change, they wear whatever they want. I just, I just can't think of putting my kids in their Buzz Lightyear jam, matching Buzz Lightyear jammies, and then talking about my balls in infinity and beyond. Mm-hmm. But, but it, here we are. Here we are. I am trimmed and ready to go. Thanks to the people at Manscaped. Yes. Also ready to go with so far have been the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So we are, of ah, course, there it is. Yes. also going to talk about uh, them and their win over the Hamilton Tie Cats. And uh, ask the question, are, are, are the Riders good? Is Hamilton bad? Is water wet? 
<laughs> should the writer sign team Tim Tebow? No. We already, <laughs> we already answered that question. But should they maybe sign Derek Moncrief? Hmm? Ooh. But do they need him? I don't know. Spicy. From that game, of course, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of the uh, what seems to be reemergence a bit of the Canadian Air Force. Not the Air Force. The Air Force is fun, but the Air Force is interesting. What about the Air Farce? I think that, that would show? that would probably be the Ottawa Red Blacks, but yes, I remember that show. Hey, oh, oh. or maybe the Edmonton Elks these days. Yes, the Edmonton Elks. Mm-hmm. And people thought they were going to be good. Lots of people did. I believe in this podcast, even with Dan Plaster, all three of us didn't have much confidence in Edmonton being good this year. No, so. uh, just because of the behind-the-scenes like shenanigans that were leaking out and the infighting with the players on Twitter and calling out their organization, so... Uh, yeah, I, I think we might be the only CFL related prognosticators that weren't all up in their business. It's possible though. I'm, just, I'm sure there's a few others, but for the most part, yeah, we were definitely not on the Edmonton trade. Anyway, we got all that and more to get to in this episode, but as usual, John, for our OG sponsors, the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, what is in the glass this week? In the glass, you're not going to believe this, Joel. Your jaw's going to hit the floor. Or maybe am I am I going to believe it because you told me earlier that you still had some left? Uh, I was, okay, I was trying <laughs> to, like, make it for our listeners. Like, it was this big dramatic reveal, but... I know, uh, but I wanted to ruin that for you. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, went there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, in fairness, we can't act either, so it's probably best that you did that. So, uh, yeah, I've been on a bit of a rum kick lately and sleeping a lot more than I normally do. Uh, so I still have, from Lake of the Woods Brewing Company, Ontario's northernmost brewery, a Forgotten Lake Blueberry Ale. So I am committing the sin. Or did I have the peach one last week? I don't remember which one you I, I don't remember either. Both are great. Go buy them, especially if you're listening. I think you and... mentioned both, but I don't remember which one you actually had. Right, because I didn't think there was a chance that a week later I would go into my fridge and lo and behold... There is a Forgotten Lake Blueberry Ale sitting there, and I'm going, hmm. Before I think you had right the blueberry after... last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right after. Right, Remember now yeah. that you said I think you had the blueberry last week? Because then I asked you if it was actually blue in color, and you said yes. So mm. That's fair. Your memory is far better than mine. Oh, and the empty is still here at my recording studio, sitting on my Super Mario chessboard. Um, yeah, it's delightful. It is delicious. Uh, I'm shocked I still have one left. That is shocking uh, the... for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm known for uh, beers don't really serve, but I've been on this weird rum kick. I, 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 I had a hell of a busy end of my week last week, and you know, you have those busyness where your brain's just fried. Yeah, you're just like, I just need something hard that I can just, I can, <laughs> 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 something hard <laughs> and trimmed <laughs> that I can put in my mouth. Um, <laughs> and so I went to the Soapy Slicker store. Where Joel works. Not the exact location. You That would be a no. long drive just for rum. Right. As much as I would like to see you, that's a long drive just for rum. That's fair. But it was on <laughs> sale. I had There were some Appletons on sale, and I had one of those moments. Lacey was at her, uh, her mom and dad's, as I go off on a Fraser tangent here. Uh, she was at her mom and dad's, and it was just like, it was just me and the dog, and I literally drank like a glass of rum and like two beer before like an hour was up. It was one of those moments. I was I was feeling good last Saturday. So uh, I think that's part of the reason why the Forgotten Lake Blueberry Ales have survived. But they won't survive much longer the speed at which I drink. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I have from the multinational brewing company, Champal Pilsner Ooh. Special. 
I think that's why they want to. I think that's why there's an accent on the the e accent aigu is on there. <laughs> it's not the accent grave. No, it's not. It's not. Paint, it's not pointed the other way. That's that's fair. Um, yeah, four point five percent. It says "get busy" in quotation. So I'm guessing it's also sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> you better uh, you better get you better make sure you use your lawnmower four before you and Jenny consume them at the same time. <laughs> so it is just kind of a light, easy drinking pilsner. Not quite as much bite as uh, you get some out of other pilsners we've seen in the province recently, but uh, still very very smooth, uh, easy drinking beer, well made. Um, I believe based off the can design, it's kind of supposed to be Miller-ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they're going for. I don't know exactly, but that would maybe be my guess. Like the champagne of beers, you know, that whole thing. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be my guess. But regardless, it's uh, it's very good. So if you don't like that sort of Pilsner bite that you get, like from the Blackbridge Pilsner or, um, you know, the Pile of Bones Prairie Pills, a little smoother on the back end, that would this would be... Uh, the beer for you available, uh, of course, at Multinational. I don't know if it's available here at Multinational anymore. The location, you know, the brewery itself runs out of stuff fairly quickly, but still could be found probably on uh, store shelves wherever you find fine beer products everywhere. Now, did you know in the U.S., and you can order it on Walmart.com, mm-hmm. you can get Champagne Malt Liquor. There's a... Uh... A lot going on in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was trying to Google the bottle, and I can see okay, there's there's multinational, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, no, there is Champale. Uh, it is a brand of malt liquor brewed with yeast, more commonly used in wine fermentation to produce a beer resembling sparkling wines. Into <laughs> I mean, I think I think Malty kind of released something like that this week, but like it's like a mead. But a beer, like it's a weird combination that they've come up with, but it's probably like actually good compared to whatever that is through American Walmart. I was just gonna say, I want, <laughs> like, but th- this is now okay. Again, the the distinct difference between you and I is my desire to try things that are spectacularly shitty. Yeah, like how I still have talked about how I want to try things from the brewery that won't be named without actually buying them somehow. Um, <laughs> maybe we hit them up for sponsorship. God no. <laughs> or I if can... I ever if I ever miss an episode, you can do whatever you want. But as long as I'm on here, then none of their products will ever appear on this podcast. Well, I won't name it. I'll just say, <laughs> and then I'll go on about how terrible. I will take one for the team for our listeners here. I will try it to see how bad it is. Uh, maybe I'll just be Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener and get that fifty dollar prize from the brewery that should not be named because and get my free hot dog. Then you'd have to be smart. <laughs> Or quick at Google. Yeah. I am... I, hey, I'm known for one thing. It is speed. I am deceptively fast for a fat guy. Any Okay. Anybody that has played athletics with me can vouch for that. I am deceptively fast for a fat kid. Hmm. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that helps Googling skills, but anyway. <laughs> I'm just fast in all my ways. The Riders were fast on Saturday night, that's for Hey-o. sure, as uh, they defeated the Hamilton Ticats 30-8 to move to 2-0 on the season, um, a game admittedly I thought the Ticats were going to be better in and were probably going to win, instead they looked like complete crap again. Yeah. So what's going on there, we might talk about that in a second, but from a Rider perspective, you have to be happy with the way things are going if you're a fan of this team. Because I think there was obviously a lot of question marks heading into the season, especially around the offensive line. And I think this has sort of been 
the key to their success out of the gate so far this season is that, and I wrote this in the piece on 3downnation.com after the game, of course, the good, the bad, and the dumb of the Riders' 30-8 win over Hamilton, was that the offensive line has been good so far. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not ready, you know, I'm not going to say that they're Winnipeg or they're, you know, I'm not going to sit here and declare them one of the best offensive lines in the Canadian Football League at this point. However, they've been good, they've been serviceable, and of course they've received some help from Jason Maas and the, the yes. play calling that's been going on there as the ball, generally speaking, has been getting out of Cody Fajardo's hands pretty quick when it has to. Uh, they got William Powell involved a little bit here or there when they have, when they can as well. So that's certainly helped, and yeah, and Cody's legs have certainly helped as well there as well. But overall, you can't sit there and say that this unit has been a detriment to the team like everyone expected to this point. No, and especially after the injury to Brett Boyko. Um, I and... he's sick. I don't think he's injured. It's non-football-related okay. thing is what the injury report still says. So. Which is which is still good. Um, but you just see, you just see him miss the game, and you're thinking, okay, they're already thin. All hell yes, is going to break loose. I, I believe I received the text from someone, and then I basically copied and pasted it to everyone else and said, uh, what's an Andrew Lauderdale? <laughs> yes i do remember that. remember <laughs> because, that one but he, he was just he's he fine. was just fine yep. Yep. And, and on top of that and this is i believe if we go back run the tape if we had like the producers like they do on the old tim and sid show and you'd have the angelic harping going where i said perhaps restrictions get loosened and maybe we see the return of brendan labat which craig dickinson did in fact hint at so mm-hmm. I think they've held up really well. I think a big part of it is what Jason Moss has done. If you watch his game plan, quick passes, he he gets Cody moving around a little bit in the pocket to buy himself time using Fajardo's legs and not using it to the point that he's going to take some massive hit. He's just enough that, you know, the the defensive line and the linebackers, and you can't just send everybody at him because he's getting the ball out quick. He's making the right reads. And and again, like, just being really good at football. I mean, again, look, a 68% completion percentage on the night. And I know a few people wanted him pulled, but I think early season reps are important. I think I in the final that. five minutes, he should have been pulled, but that's, that's a, we're right. splitting hairs at this point, really. It, it, exactly. Right. So I think he looked good. The O-line has looked good, which is really, as soon as a couple guys went down, uh, we really started to panic, but, uh, What's, I, I, am I getting like predictions right for once in my life saying Logan Furland was going to be a good offensive lineman? I mean, maybe reversing, reverse jinxing the Bombers to a great cup win just forever ended the Fraser curse. I, 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 or at I least think temp- so. maybe not forever, but at least temporarily, it seems. Yeah, yeah, because this has been like bizarro. Like I've actually been making like correct predictions and mm. observations and things like that. Uh, it must be the new desk setup, Joel. That's what it is. I'm no be. longer doing this sitting on my couch watching the Bombers win the Grey Cup on repeat. I'm now doing it with stats and numbers in front of me, although I drink more than I used to. Whatever I'm doing, it seems to be working. But yeah, the lines look great. Uh, hopefully Boyko's back because he's looked serviceable. Logan Furlan's turning into the next you know, locally grown Canadian stud. Dan Clark, uh, now almost two years removed from his car accident, looks like the Dan Clark of old, like he always I, I, I would argue... Dan Clark looks nothing like the Dan Clark of old because I think in 2019 in this year he's been playing the best football of his career. Yeah, because yeah. I think I thought he was he was good, he was serviceable, he was like okay to that up until that like 2019. But in 2019 and beyond, something's clicked and his game's gone to another level. I think. 
I would okay. I would agree with that. And I yeah no I would when I meant Dan Clark of old yeah. I meant you know 2019. So no I would absolutely agree with you. Like he's he's become a stud and 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 now there's the chance that what looked like could be weakness could be getting strength back. I mean, you got, you, you presumably have Boyko coming back. You've got maybe by God, is that Brett, is that Brennan Labatt's music? Mm-hmm. You kind of got those things working for them. And it'll, the interesting thing to me will be, will Jason Moss change things up when maybe he has a little more faith in the offensive line? Does he let Cody go deep a little bit more or does he just keep, doing what he's been doing and doing well. Cause I know, well, here, you know here's Co- the thing that was interesting about that game. And Craig Dickinson um, admitted it to our Brendan McGuire after when he asked him the question was, cause early in that football game, they did go deep a few times. Yeah. It wasn't successful, but you don't really have to be successful at the long ball for it right. to be effective. Sometimes you just have to attempt it. So it's in the back of the mind of the defense. And that's pretty much what Craig Dickinson said they did. They came out, they threw the ball deep, got Hamilton to back off a bit, and then they just beat them underneath the rest of the game. Well, so that well, was pretty much the game plan. If it connected and they scored on a touchdown, that's a bonus. But ooh, really yeah. all they had to do was huck it, and they did. And luckily there was no interceptions, and they still got the desired effect they wanted out of it. And I feel like this is A, when you have Cody Fajardo who makes good decisions, but mm-hmm. B, this comes down to Jason Moss. Like the, yeah. the, past, the, the past rider offensive coordinators – this is like something basic that you do when you play your buddies in Madden. Yeah. You throw a few deep ones to keep them on their toes. This is something that every football team at every level of football does. And the Riders' last two offensive coordinators couldn't seem to figure it out. That that's what you do for football. So I love what Jason Moss is doing. Uh, I, You and I are openly, although neither of us admitted fans of the Riders, yeah, both of us are cheering for Cody Fajardo. He mm. just seems like a good dude, and yeah, I like seeing him play well. I like seeing the O line play well, and I would love to see this team get Brendan Labatt back. And I think this is the perfect situation to bring him back. Mm-hmm. He has the, I mean, well, because obviously... yes, if he does come back, you in theory you believe you know, on paper the offensive line should get better. But here's the thing: like if the group is playing well, he comes back. There's no rush. There's no, okay, we need to get him in the lineup this week. There's time to let him get back up to speed. So if he sits on the one game or is a healthy scratch for, you know, two or three weeks once he gets here, that might be okay, depending on how things are going at that point. Absolutely, yes. And that's, yeah, that's that's a great point. You don't have to rush him back to plug him in. You don't need to make the mistake. No that teams seem to do with their returning CFL players and throw them in there. So I, I thought the line was great. I thought Cody looked, looked solid. And you mentioned, we we're going to talk about the receivers. Uh, like, man, it just, <laughs> you said it, you said it earlier in the tease and you said it off air that I'm starting to get vibes of the old Canadian air force here. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing to me is while Cody Fajardo is still playing well, and there's, you know, obviously they're doing things differently under Jason Moss compared to Stephen mm-hmm. McAdoo. I don't think we're really seeing a huge change in Cody Fajardo's game. I don't think we've, I think Jason Moss has adapted to him, which is good, yes. which is a good sign of which, which we knew Jason Moss is a very good coach. I don't, we don't know if he's a great head coach, but we know for sure he's a very good offensive coordinator. And yes. he's clearly adapted to what Cody Fajardo does because 
it's not like they're making him do anything different. It's not like his numbers have really changed all that differently through two games. We're not seeing him throw for 400 yards. We're not seeing him make like 100 pass attempts. We're yeah. seeing him still, you know, get out of the pocket a little bit, run a little bit, hand off a little bit, make some passes. But, I mean, realistically, last year, yeah, he was like a 250, 250-yard guy, kind of guy, maybe the odd 300-yard game. But he was never going to put up numbers that lit the world on fire. And, be, you know, because of some injury situations at quarterback last year, that kind of got him, I think, more into the MOP race maybe than he deserved. But yep. those are the circumstances of the season. And it kind of feels similar so far. Like, I don't know if we're going to see a ton of 300-yard games from the guy. But that's okay. He's still very impactful with the way he's being used. And if you don't need your quarterback to throw for 500 yards, why do it? You know what his uh, average yards per game were last year, Joel? Uh, 200... 240 yeah i was gonna guess around 220 230 right so that's that's exactly it if anybody thought that that the cody fajardo was going to be anthony calvillo 2.0 they were mistaken but this is also the same guy that you know when we last saw him on the field 18 touchdowns to eight interceptions yeah. this year it's four to one he's good as you said he's going to use his legs a lot i mean he's Last time in 2019, over 600 rushing yards, and he's just about at 100 for this year, right? And just the... Yeah, I, th- I think I, some of us would like to see him give himself up a little bit easier sometimes, but that's hard to beat out of a, some certain guys, as we've seen in well, football and, history. And, <laughs> and it's just like, I just, I see a smile on CFL.ca as I'm looking at his stats. Mm-hmm. I just want to hug the guy. I know he doesn't drink beer. I just want to, like, hug him and be like, Cody, let's go he for a He likes cherry coke. I found, we found that out at the end of his scrum after the game. He, like, stood up. He, like, got up from his chair, and he's like, cherry coke time. Yeah. Like, left the room. <laughs> well, he always, he always tweets. He, t- he has, like, it's Coke or Pepsi in Rose Grenadine. Yeah. Is that what he always puts together? And he always, like, he's tagging, like, Derek Taylor in it. And hmm. the yeah, next, it's... and I mean, next week's game against the Ottawa Red Blacks is an anniversary of sorts for Cody Fajardo because the X is in town or Regina. Right. And remember uh, the last time the X was in town, right? He had corn the corndogs. He had the corndogs after the win. How on earth is New Mosaic not serving corndogs? I don't know. A, they are an underrated football food. You can, it's it's on a stick. Okay? I mean, as long as they're like like well made, not just like pogos out of a box, but like an actual like a real hot dog with a good batter. Yeah. But but I mean too pogos in a deep fryer, or pogos in an oven. Yeah, but pan. fresh batter beats anything. Though. Like oh, it's, it's hard. You cannot. Nothing is better than something deep fried in a fresh batter. You can you can't replicate it any other way. No, no, you really can't. Um, Imagine if they but, tried to make a pogo out of that like what's that really long hot dog they have. Oh, that, How, that, the, however uh, many feet that thing is. Yeah, the thing that's literally on a baguette. Yeah, I would prefer that in a pogo. It's hard. <laughs> it probably would be better. Two yeah. foot hot hot dog. It is hard because <laughs> there's so much bread. I would prefer a two foot pogo over a two foot hot dog. And I say this as a man who loves hot dogs more than a thirty. How old am I again? Thirty four year old man should. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard to beat a hot dog though. Like I know we all make like everyone makes jokes about it, but I mean. Deep down inside, you, you like everyone loves hot dogs, right? To some degree, right, right, and and because because I mean we're in the middle, we're kind of towards heading towards the end of summer here, towards fall, but there's still like very few things are better than like you throw that hot dog on a barbecue, you char the crap out of it, yep, and you I let this like we always used to do this about like my grandpa always did this, 
Like yep. that was like the or that was like the appetizer at their house for like big family gatherings. There'd be a nice. bunch of hot dogs on the grill. They are charred like hell, and then you just pick it up with a napkin, dip it in your condiment, and eat it. There wouldn't even be any buns. See, okay, so so you need to next time you slash Jenny are up in the summer, mm-hmm. we need to do the Saskatoon hot dog tour. Okay. There is the little bus stop refreshments that has great hot dogs. Get it loaded, mostly mustard. I don't think there's even ketchup on there. So you oh, that's that British one downtown, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. really good. So then my recent discovery is my kids love the River Landing Spray Park is the concession there. It's only open on weekends now. They actually like cut the hot dog and they put onions and like cheddar cheese and all this stuff on it. Hmm. Holy crap, is it good? It is like fantastic. Oh, I yeah, feel split, like... cutting the hot dog open and splitting it for cooking it is like a that's a that's a pro move. So and the nice thing is now, thanks to the layout of Saskatoon, there are bars along the way. So next year when Lacey is significantly like not three days away from having a child, we could start like <laughs> one bar and have a hot dog and then just work our way up and have the other hot dog. It is decided. It is definitely decided. Okay, so where were we on this football talk? Because because I'm getting excited about how I could do a hot dog podcast. <laughs> we probably could, at least an episode. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we can do 8A Nation, I think we can do like Sausage Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Time to eat some hot dogs right now is receiver Shaq Evans. I gotta slow clap that one. <laughs> that is that's great work, Gas. I, I that's fantastic. So yes, Shaq I mean, Evans. Hopefully not dogs. too many because he he would want to stay in shape for his return to the hopeful return to the football field as uh, he's been right. put on the six game injured list. Uh, he got injured in that win over Hamilton, and I mean that's obviously a loss for the team. He's a very good receiver, but the receiving situation with the team right now is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that right now their most impactful and best receiver has been Canadian Brady and Linus? Yes. I, I think that's totally safe to say, especially a guy that's taken the leap from the last time we saw him making two catches in the 2019 season to being kind of the best threat that the Riders have. Led the team in receiving yards, one ahead of Kyron Moore. Like, you know your team is deep when I saw the news come out on Twitter today and our our friend Jamie Nye tweeted that it's a big loss for the Riders. And I'm like, is it? Yes, Shaq Evans is great. Yes, he's got great chemistry with Cody Fajardo. But the things that the receiving core is doing this year, if there was one place you could lose a guy, I feel like that's it. Yeah. And I mean, through two games, and obviously it's a small sample size, it's felt like they've tried to force... Yeah. what Cody Fajardo and Shaq Evans had in 2019. It's felt yes. like they've tried to force a lot of plays that weren't quite there yet. So maybe in the grand scheme of things with him taking a step back, they might be a little better off. So then when he returns or if he returns, it'll be okay. He just slides back into the offense now and we just kind of go with what works because potentially down the road there, okay, everything's, lo- you know, you know, Linus is doing well. You know, Kyron Moore's look pretty good through a couple of games. You imagine this is going to maybe give Paul McRoberts a chance to finally get on the roster here as everyone's been gushing about him that's been watching yep. camp and practice for the last two years, last two seasons, I should say. So, I like, it's a loss. They're going to miss him to some degree because yep. whenever you lose good players, that always sucks. But I think that is a spot because, especially because they generally play two Canadian receivers on the field, the depth is there to cover a loss at American receiver right now. 
Yes, it, it certainly is. I mean, you already saw what they were doing in practice today. Jordan Williams Lambert, who was famously one of my expansion picks, who's started off pretty okay this season. Uh, he's going to kind of step into that role. Mm -hmm. He's looked good this year. I, you're right, Joel. Like, I just, I almost feel like Braden Linnaeus or Mitch Picton mm -hmm. would be a bigger loss for this team than Shaq Evans right now. I, I think that's fair. And because I, I think Mitch Picton is starting to come into his own a little bit, it's great to see him score his first touchdown. And everyone on the team seemed legitimately thrilled after the game. Oh, yeah. For him scoring that touchdown. Um, like, they would have, they have the other Canadians on the roster to sort of fill the Canadian ratio from that spot. But I think what the Canadians are doing offensively right now is a big part of the success of this team. Based on, like, the offensive line is playing much better than expectations. Their top receiver right now is Canadian, and probably their, you know, to use a, you know, like a political term, their fastest growing receiver is also a Canadian. Yeah, absolutely. And that ability to start a couple guys that are impact at that Canadian, at the receiver spot that have the right passports is, is huge. Because how long have we, you know, how many teams and how often, you know, the riders have done it, every team has done it, there's not necessarily anything wrong with it. You know, you have the Canadian that you throw out at said receiver, and he just basically runs a route and never gets thrown to. True, Olatarski. Did I say that out loud? I think you that's, did. Yeah, because that's, that's exactly what I mean, that's what Rob Bag was for a couple years in his career. That's what the Canadian receiver was for the Riders in 2019, basically. Right. And now and it's through like... much of Stephen McAdoo's career with the Riders, quite frankly. Exactly. And now it's like, oh, shit, look at all the options they have. And the beauty of that is now, okay, if you're... If you're a team playing the Riders, mm -hmm. and naturally your best corner was probably going to face off with Shaq Evans, yep. now you have decisions to make. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, I don't know if the Ottawa Red Blacks have a best <laughs> corner, but... Oh, they do. But they have Abdul Kane. He's definitely very good. Oh, right. That's fair. So, but still, I feel like that's one of those that you're going to see. It, it It's almost one of those games that you're going to see Kane. He's going to follow somebody and then... Somebody else is going to get hot, then he's going to end up over there, and then then he, somebody else is going to get hot, and then he's going to end up over there. And it's like, that's what you want in the CFL. You want that receiving depth, and mm -hmm. especially with them being Canadian. Like I said, like, it's, 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 it's not quite Fantu's bag, and who's the third member of the Canadian Air Force, Joel? Getzla. Thank you. Um, it's not quite the same, but it's approaching that. It's, it's definitely like a light version of the Canadian Air Force at this point. It's like the Royal Canadian Air Farce on the CBC. No, because, I mean, this isn't No, that would funny. indicate that. <laughs> this isn't a joke, John. <laughs> that's, that's fair. It would indicate that they weren't very good and taxpayer-funded, so uh, they are definitely not, I mean, in a roundabout way, they're taxpayer-funded, but they're definitely actually very good. And, and like, Linnaeus putting in the work... Losing a bunch of weight to make himself more of a prototypical receiver. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Like, that's... Yeah. Again, the offense looked really good, and so was the defense. Like, this yeah, is... Yeah, I, I mean, other I mean, other than... The Montreal Alouettes are the only other team that have scored 30 points in a game this year. And the mm -hmm. Riders have done it twice. Right. Right. Because as, all... as we talked about on this very program, because for some reason we're on a roll with being right about things... Like what the hell is going on here? With uh, maybe it was maybe it was Dan Plaster's appearance that brought sense to our brains or something, where we said <laughs> slam the under early, where every game but one so far this year has hit the under. 
Yes. Yes. Now, and this game, only... this game this past week would have gone over had Hamilton been at least half good, but they weren't, so it stayed under. Yes. Now, the only thing, the only thing I wonder, mm-hmm. things I think, I think, I think BC proved that they're good. They're all right. Yeah. Or, at least yeah. they're all right. Are the Bombers and Riders that good, or is Hamilton potentially that bad this year? Because Hamilton has looked like <sighs> shit for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a tough question. I, I, I'm still not ready to jump to any conclusions about teams this year. Because, right. I mean, in 2019, the Riders were 0-2 and then 1-3 to start the season and then finish 13-5. and Right. Hamilton's coming into their bye week now, I believe. Um... So it feels like a time where they might be able to ride the ship. And I, f- I still firmly believe one of, if not both, of Hamilton and Calgary will ride the ship this year. They might not finish first in their division. They might not make the Great Cup, but they will at least still end the season as very good teams. Well, well, and, that, and to Calgary, though, that comes down to, to me, I think, Bo Levi Mitchell's health. Yes, that's fair. In Calgary, learning that today, that's fair. But like I originally, the original tweet and thought I had was, okay, I still believe one, if not both, of these teams will turn it around. I'm a, I, little, I I'm a little more, I'm a little more. You know, I think that's more likely Hamilton at this point. But I'm not ready to rule out Calgary either. No, I think Michael O'Connor is a very good quarterback, and it's great to see Canadian quarterbacks actually being relevant in this league finally. Yes, but it's not the first time that two Canadians might play in the start in the same season. Right. It's 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 still cool, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. But I don't know, like like either either to me, Saskatchewan and Winnipeg are headed for a showdown for first place in the West. I think regardless, that Labor Day game and Banjo Bowl are going to be bananas. Massive, absolutely massive, right? Because I mean that's right around the corner. Like we're used to usually that's you know a couple months into the season. Instead, oh, it's here in like a couple of weeks. Right, right. Where I won't be at the game, I will be very drunk at a wedding back home. Or or I guess Sunday, so I'll be recovering. And I tried to book WestJet so I could watch live TV on my way home, but... So they have a lot of the, like, app entertainment now, so it's very hit and miss whether you actually get live TV now or not. Oh, that's that's fair. No, that's that's mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe I'll just get drunk by myself at the Pearson Airport and, uh, and hopefully watch... No, I guess... No, it's even worse. I'll be traveling, and there's no cell phone service out there. I know, no, there might be enough. I might be able to catch Bob Irving, the old Blue Bombers on CJOB. But yeah, but yeah so, so I like I I don't know. Like I, you know, right now it's easy to say that the Riders are good and Hamilton is bad, and I think it's a bit of both as to what happened right. in that game, and that's why it was as lopsided as it was because as close as the score was for a while, the Riders are very much in control of a majority of that game. Yes. And I think realistically, they won that game early in the second half when after uh, return of Marcus Murphy kind of muffed that punt and gave it back to Hamilton right away. That was one of those moments where Hamilton could have turned their season around, got back in that game in, and we could have been, okay, buckle up, let's go. This is going to be a hell of a finish. Instead, the Riders came out sack, sack, punt. Well, and I and I would I would also agree with what you highlighted as the dumb in your article on 3downnation.com. The other time that they could have turned that game around was the fact that they went offside of the one place on the field you should never go offside because there was a giant white line to show you where not to go offside. Yeah. That, to me, was like, okay, maybe they'll turn it. Oh, no, they're still going to be not 
very good or Saskatchewan is still really good. So it's 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 so interesting this year from that perspective that we just don't know anything. No, but I mean, from our perspective, not knowing anything really isn't that new. It's kind of on brand. It really is. Jacques Cartier shows over. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.